everybody. You glad to be in church today? Yeah. Sunday, fun day. Very glad you're here. And uh, welcome to the journey. For all of you who are joining us online right now, our JFAM online, we're very glad that you are along for the ride and a part of our online location. And then let me look at the camera as well and say a big hello to our Hokesson church family. Love all of you. Newark, will you show some love for everybody online, everybody at Hokesson, all our locations. And if you are joining us for the first time at any of our locations, we're very glad you're here. Hope you're having a great experience so far. And we're kicking off a brand new series this weekend. We'll jump into that in just a moment. But first, I want to take a moment and celebrate. I haven't had a chance yet just to say thank you for the way you responded during the Christmas season as a church family. You invited just under 3,800 people joined us across our 17 gatherings for Christmas. Pretty amazing. 65 of them said yes to Jesus, which is awesome. Yeah. And not only that, but you gave in our Christmas offering above and beyond over 435 households in our church gave above and beyond. And we're going to use what you gave to help feed hungry people around our region and world this year. Uh, to reach more people online, come on online, we're coming for more people with the message of Jesus, and uh, then to, to start, take the first steps toward launching another physical location within what we call Journey City, our, the 30-mile radius around our broadcast location in Newark. So I just want to say thank you for inviting, praying, serving, giving. I know you're like, Christmas? I don't even remember Christmas. It's been so long ago, but it was an amazing way to just end 2021, and God did some really great things, and, and so many of you right in the middle of it with uh, your heart and your passion and, and making a difference, your generosity. So thank you for that. And here's what's happening this month. As you heard, 21 days of prayer and fasting is continuing. We have two more weeks. It's been a powerful uh, experience so far. We're connecting every day at 7 o'clock in the morning. If you are a morning person, you already love that time of day. And if you're not a morning person, just think about the extra blessing God has for you. So, uh, yeah, it's been really, those are all the morning people clapping. So we're just, um, we're just excited about this season. I'm excited about it personally. I want you to be a part of it. Love for you to be here every day, but if you can't, uh, pick a few days this week and just come, whether in person or online, 7 o'clock every morning, all of our locations. And then, our spring semester of J Groups is starting in just a few weeks. And if you're new to our church, J Groups are very simply small groups of people doing life together during the week. It's how we connect here. I'll talk more about that in a few minutes, but I want you to know that that's coming. And then finally today, we have a, a passion here and a vision to raise up leaders to change the world for Jesus. And a big part of that, what we call Journey Leadership Institute, a big part of that is a nine-month evening program that we run every year typically starts in the fall. In fact, we have about 40 leaders right now who are uh, doing this intensive, growing their leadership spiritually and practically. But we have decided this year to do another intake in the spring. And if you have a desire to just make a difference and expand uh, your influence within the sphere God's placed you in, a church, home, the marketplace, whatever that may be, we'd love to come alongside you for nine months two semesters, and just build your leadership. So you can go to yourjourney.tv slash JLI uh, if that kind of hits home for you, and you can apply there for the spring uh, intake of the evening program or sign up to attend a preview night. Love for you to be a part of that. So for today, we're starting this series called Future You, which is aimed at helping all of us right at the very beginning of 2022 to see a picture of the future us that God has in mind. So if God has this ability 
to rewind or fast forward. We only have the ability to rewind, right? But if God has the ability to rewind or fast forward, if God were to fast forward to the end of 2022, so December 2022, what does he see for our lives? What does he want to do within us and through us to continue to help us grow, to help us grow spiritually this year? And I don't know how you're wired, uh, but I'm a pretty simple person in this respect. I like things that work. Anybody else just prefer things that work? Like you're just very practical about stuff. Like I, to be honest with you, I, I'm not easily impressed, impressed by how flashy or popular something is. My biggest question is always, does it work? Then we can go to like, does it look good? Does, you know, is it cool? All that's secondary to me. First, I want to know, does it work? Does it, will this phone or this diet or this workout plan or whatever it is, will it do what it's supposed to do? Anybody else? Just like, just, I want it to work. That's, that's my goal. And I think some of us have kind of a hang up when it comes to growing in our faith, especially if we've had bad experiences with religion in the past, or maybe we Maybe we decided uh, in the past that we were going to get very intentional spiritually. We set a New Year's resolution, and by day four, we're like, I don't even sure there is a God anymore. You know, we just, we just had a bad experience. We didn't, we didn't make the progress we wanted to make. And so now we wonder, will it work? Like we're, even right now, you've, you've got this sort of thought in your mind, like I know, okay, we're going to talk about growing spiritually this year. I want that, like wherever we are spiritually, we want to maybe get closer to God, whatever that looks like for us this year, but we're thinking, will it work? If I go all in with God in 2022 in a relationship or with my mental or physical health, my focus, my finances, putting God first in that area, whatever it may be, will it work? In the long run, will it pay off? Will my life get better? And I, if you're thinking, well, thanks for calling me out. Actually, no judgment. I think that's a valid question. I think it's an important question. Will it work? And so during this series, we're going to walk through a book of the New Testament of the Bible called Colossians. You're going to want to be here every week through the end of January, four-week series. We're going to walk through this book called Colossians. And if you're new to church and you're going, Colossa, what? Don't freak out. You don't have to know everything about the Bible or Colossians to understand this. I'm going to, I'm going to help you connect the dots. But we're going to talk about week one, this question Right out of the gate, if I go all in with God this year, if I decide I want to grow spiritually, how do I know it'll work? Like, how do I know it's going to pay off? So the book of Colossians was written by a guy named Paul with help from a young leader that he was mentoring at the time named Timothy, and they wrote this book to uh, the church in a city called Colossae. So that's where the name of the book gets uh, comes from, is the city was called Colossae, so the book's called Colossians, just like if you wrote a book to... To people in Delaware, you'd call it to the Delawareans, or to Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvanians, or uh, to New Jersey, the New Jerseyans. What, what was going through your mind? I just, not sure. I'm not really sure like what the right title is, but I'm going to go with New Jerseyans, all right? So the, the book is written to the people in Colossae. I'm going to get some hate mail from New Jersey this year. I know I love you. Jersey, love you. So I know it's the shore, not the beach. I get it. So, okay, so we're going to... Write this letter Paul says to the people in Colossians, we're going to call it Colossians, all right? And a few verses in, this is what Paul writes. By the way, Maryland did not forget about you, to the Marylandians. All right, here we go. So Paul says this, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. Now what you have to understand is that Paul had never been to the city of Colossae, as far as we know, but news came to him 
about these people who were following Jesus in, in this church, in the city, and it was encouraging news. He was fired up when he heard about their faith and their, their passion for Jesus and the things that they were doing to make a difference. And so he says, Timothy and I have not stopped praying for you since we heard about you. So the question is, what did he pray for them? What was Paul praying for these people in Colossae? And he says this, we ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Oh, just that. It's a small request, right? Paul says, we're shooting for the moon. When we pray for you, we want you to have complete knowledge of God's will. We want you to know everything about the plans God has for your life, what he wants to do in your life, through your life, with your life. We just want you to have complete knowledge of God's will. And then we want you to have spiritual wisdom and understanding. Let me do a quick poll here today. All of our locations, how many of us, just by a show of hands, if you're in the room in person, how many of us would say, I today, as of right now, have complete knowledge of God's will. We just raise your, raise your hand if you have complete. My hand is only up as an example. I've just have, it's complete. I really don't need to know anything else. I've arrived. Know everything. If you're online right now, just type it in the in the chat, I have complete knowledge of God's will. Follow me at, you know, just, okay, so none of us have arrived there. Paul knew that. He knew that what he was asking for was a big thing, but he doesn't allow the gap between where these people are and where God wants them to go to intimidate them. He says, I'm not going to stop praying until you have complete knowledge of God's will and spiritual wisdom and understanding, to which some of us go, yeah, but I don't need spiritual wisdom and understanding. I need practical wisdom and understanding. I need something that works. I need my boss to get transferred in 2022. That's what I need. I need my spouse to get their act together. I need my parents to figure their lives out. Like, I need something practical to happen. I'm having trouble paying the bills or figuring out where I'm going to go to college. I don't need spiritual wisdom and understanding. But for Paul, it's spiritual wisdom and understanding that sets us up best for the right kinds of practical outcomes in our lives. That's what he believed. That's what I believe. And what I've learned is that sometimes the way God gives us knowledge of his will is not the way we would prefer to receive it. When I was in my last year of high school, I knew God wanted to do something with my life. I put my faith in Jesus when I was 15. And when I was 16, I had this experience with God where I just knew God had called me to do what I'm doing now. Obviously, I didn't know all the details, but I knew God was calling me to be a pastor to preach and to teach and lead. And nobody around me, by the way, thought that that was the plan God had for my life. Nobody looked at me and said, you should be a pastor. Everybody looked at me and was like, you should do your best to finish high school. That would be awesome. And, but I just knew God had called me. But I, to be honest, I was kind of putting it off and just, well, I'll get around to it. And then senior year of high school, got a hole in my lung randomly and could have been very serious. It took me some time to recover. I was out of school when I went back to classes, first week back to classes, got in a car accident, leaving school, my fault. One week later, got in another car accident, my fault. So first one was the back of my car, second one was the front of my car, so now I have this car. <laughs> and uh, you may be thinking, I will never ride with you anywhere, but listen... <laughs> I'm not the world's greatest driver, but this was a little over the top, and I didn't have money to fix my car. I didn't have collision insurance. My parents didn't have any extra money at the time, so I had to sell my car. It was all banged up and didn't have the money to fix it, so I sold it uh, for just a few hundred dollars, and all of a sudden, I had time on my hands. 
center of my, my car was, it wasn't a great car, but it was the center of my social existence. You know, it's how I got around, how I met up with friends. Now it's winter in Canada where I grew up and I'm walking for the glory of God. And so I was praying alone one day in the little church that I went to. I think my mom had dropped me off. She had a key to the church. She served at our church and and there's just a little church. Nobody else was there that day, but I went inside and I, I just decided I'm going to pray. And I picked up a Christian magazine someone had left sitting there. Now, I don't know if you remember magazines, but they were like printed on paper. I don't know if you remember paper, but think of magazines as the apps of the 20th century, you know? And look at, I was scrolling through this magazine and I saw a little ad for a ministry college, just a tiny little ad, corner of the page. And someone had mentioned that same ministry college to me a couple months before, and I didn't know anything about it. I had just sort of blown them off. But when I saw that second time, saw that little ad, I felt like God just spoke to me, not audibly, but just this little nudge inside. Mark, you're, you need to go there. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had an experience like that. By the way, that does not happen to me every day. <laughs> I would love if it would. Like, this is where... All of the lights will be green on your way. Like, I would just love it if God, but it doesn't happen that way. But I just felt like God spoke to me, said, you're going to go there. And uh, so I did. That fall, I did. Didn't make any sense. I grew up in Canada. The school was in Delaware. I didn't know anything about it. It did not seem practical. But it's amazing to me how a lot of practical, everyday things in my life right now, like what I get to do, who I get to do this with, and my community of faith, and my life, it's amazing to me how so many practical things go back to a seemingly impractical moment of saying yes to God's will. Like a a seemingly spiritual, non-practical moment now has led into all kinds of practical things in my life. And so I'm not suggesting God caused all that crazy stuff in my senior year of high school, but what I'm learning about God is he will never waste an opportunity like that to get our attention and to speak to us. So I'm praying this over you in 2022. I'm not praying holes in your lung and car accidents, but I am praying this, that wherever you are spiritually right now, that God would get your attention and that you would listen to his voice and you would be willing to step a little bit further into his will for your life. And that seemingly impractical or even very simple little things that God is leading you to do that you'd be willing to say yes. Maybe you're a middle or a high school student or a young adult and you're like I was. You're just kind of putting God off. You know God has more for you, but you, you think you have plenty of time and you're just procrastinating. What if this year you went all in with Jesus? What if you just said, I'm not going to wait any longer. I'm going to listen for the voice of God. Maybe you're in a season in your life where you're considering changing careers and all you're looking at is salary and geography. And God is saying, what about my will? What about my purpose for you? Would you be willing to seek me and listen to me and potentially do something that doesn't seem practical at the time, but it's going to open some doors I have for you? Maybe you're going through a season of struggle and you're cursing the struggle and God is saying, shh. I need you to stop cursing the struggle long enough to see the opportunity in it to hear my voice that you wouldn't otherwise have. I'm just telling you, I'm praying this over you this year because your future you is being shaped by how well you listen and respond to God now and how much you're willing to do his will. So my prayer for you, what I want for you this year, what I believe God wants for all of us this year is that God would continue to move you toward complete knowledge of his will. And God doesn't usually do that all at once. 
He doesn't give us complete knowledge of his will all at once. He gives us partial knowledge of his will, and our obedience opens the door to more knowledge of his will. And some of us are going, God, go ahead, give me complete knowledge of your will. And until you do, I will just stay stuck in the same place I was in 2021, every area of my life. I'm just going to hang out here, and I'm listening, and God is going, I'm going to give you a little bit of my will. You do it, I'll give you more of my will. That's how this relationship with God works. He waits to see if we'll take partial knowledge and trust him enough to take a next step. So my prayer for you is that you would walk by faith this year in God and that you would be willing to take next steps and say yes. But I know you still have the question, but will it work? So if I do that, if, if I start listening to God, I start taking steps of faith toward his will, will it work? Well, according to Paul... Yeah, it will, because here's what he says, if we'll, if we'll live this way, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. Now, again, none of us are there, but Paul says this is the goal, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit, and all the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. What Paul's describing here is a spiritual journey. He's describing this way of living out our faith that works, it does it, it pays off. And the goal is of this spiritual journey is that the way we live would always honor and please the Lord, and our lives would begin to produce what Paul calls every good fruit in our attitudes, in our relationships, in our health, in our finances, that we would begin to produce fruit. Now, fruit doesn't mean that everything goes the way we want it to go. Fruit means that we're mature enough to begin to produce things that honor and please God, and our lives begin to really change and other people begin to notice. It shows up in our lives. So there are two things at play here. This is so important. you got to catch this. Two things at play in this spiritual journey. The first one is faithfulness. Faithfulness is our willingness to do God's will regardless of how it feels or the immediate results or lack thereof. So faithfulness is a willingness to do God's will no matter how it feels or what the immediate results are. The second thing, though, is fruitfulness, and fruitfulness is God's promise that our faithfulness will work. It will produce fruit. It will eventually pay off. We will see the results that our hearts truly desire. Here's what you have to catch. Faithfulness is our part. Fruitfulness is God's part. We cannot do God's part. He will not do our part. It's quiet up in here, except in Hokesson. This guy, they're going nuts right there in Hokesson right now. But here in Newark, it's a little bit quiet. Why? Because we're like, ooh. Because some of us have been trying to do God's job while neglecting ours. <laughs> Here's what I mean. This is supposed to be a partnership of our faithfulness and God's promise to bless that faithfulness with fruitfulness, with things beginning to take shape in our lives, joy, peace, goodness, self-control, some of those things the New Testament refers to as the fruit of the Spirit. We cannot manufacture fruit no matter how hard we try, but we can grow in our faithfulness so our branches are ready to support it when God sends it. And the faithfulness is our part, the fruitfulness of, uh, is God's part. Now let me be very clear, especially if you're new to your faith, I want you to understand this very clearly. When you put your faith in Jesus, your eternity was settled. You don't earn your way to God, you don't obey your way into being more saved, 
You are saved by faith through grace because of what Jesus Christ did for you. That is how you are saved. Your eternity is settled. Heaven is settled. Very important to understand that. But your in-between is still being defined by what you say yes to and what you say no to. And some, some of us are living in such a way that we're going to get into heaven and be like, Whew! Woo! Well, that was a wreck. But thank God I'm here. Woo! And Jesus is going to be like, yeah, you're here. Man, you could have had a much different leading up to here. Because your faithfulness wasn't what it needed to be. So your fruitfulness suffered. Because although our eternity, our heaven is settled, our in-between is defined relationally by our willingness to submit to God's will, to seek to understand his will, to do his will, to be faithful so that we can be fruitful. And this is so important because some of us even right now, and I've been there, no judgment, okay, but some of us even right now are going, God, in 2022, I want my life to work. And what we mean is I want fruitfulness this year. Here's what we want. We want fruitfulness in our lives. We want things to go well. We want things to to change. We want our finances to be better. We want our jobs to be better. We got somebody we know. We want to get fired from our jobs so that it can be better. We got, we're like, I want the kids to take out the trash without being asked this year. God, I'm just asking for fruit. And really what we're pursuing is fruitfulness without faithfulness, which is just plastic fruit. It's just external, circumstantial, here today, gone tomorrow, fruit that looks good till you try to take a bite out of it. And God is saying, no, if you want real fruit, here's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to be faithful so that your branches take shape in your life and you're stable enough to handle the kind of fruit I have for you. And the deal is, some of us are going, God, here's my plan for 2022. So this is where I am going to call you out, all right? Some of us are going, here's my plan for 2022, God. I'm just going to keep doing all the things I did in 2021 that your word says don't work. I'm going to keep procrastinating doing all the things that I procrastinated doing in 2021 that your word says do work, but zap some fruit this way. Come on, God, make this the best year ever. I'm going to give you the same mediocre year I gave you last year, but I want you to show up, God. Oh, if it was quiet before. And I've been there. And God is saying it doesn't work that way. I put fruit on mature trees that can handle the weight of it and can handle the, the season of bearing it and producing it and who know that the point of it is to be given away. And what God wants to do in our lives requires us to understand that the future me that God sees is a faithful me. And God is always inviting us into more and more faithfulness. And that's what Paul prays over the believers in, in Colossae. He says, I'm praying for you to be faithful because I know if you'll be faithful, you will be fruitful. 
So I'm praying that you'll be more and more faithful to God, and then I know you're going to produce the fruit that you really desire, joy, peace, confidence in your life, your relationships getting healthier, and, when you, and your boundaries getting clearer, and your life getting, and your mental health getting better, and you being able to, to rise above the addictions and the things that have held you back for you. Paul says, I want all of that for you, but I'm actually not praying just for your fruitfulness. I'm praying for your faithfulness, because if you'll be faithful, I know you'll be fruitful. I know you'll be fruitful. So spiritual growth comes when we stop trying to control the fruit, because that's God's part, and we start leaning into the faith and the faithfulness, because that's our part. So how do we live this year in a way that's faithful to God? How can we be faithful to God? Well, it's a spiritual journey, and there are a lot of components to it, but around here, this is the way we describe it, we, we talk about the environments we place ourselves in. And uh, they're very simple environments and simple habits, but they're, they're faithful habits and environments. So first, we gather on the weekends. We gather like this. It's a simple habit, but we come together like this to experience God and hear teaching uh, from the Bible. Uh, I think this weekend is at least a 7 out of 10, so we come here for this. You know, just throwing that out there. It's my first one of 2022, so I'm just kind of, you know... I wasn't, it's not like I was overstepping. I wasn't, I was looking for a seven. I was just hoping for a seven. So <laughs> we gather like this. There's something about it. We do it when we feel like it. And we especially do it when we don't. Why? Because being in God's presence and in the presence of God's people is our faithfulness. So gathering every week like this in person or online at one of our locations and just saying I'm a part of this. That's being faithful. Applying what we hear and experience here will, will lead to us being fruitful. And the stories roll in of people's lives that are being changed as they just concentrate on the faithfulness part. And God begins to produce the fruit. Maybe you're still trying to understand all God has for you. Continue to gather. Come every week of this series. If you're new here and you've made a decision in 2022, I, I really want to get serious about growing in my faith. Your next step is just the next four weeks. You've already got a weekend under your belt. Come for the rest of this series and just say, God, during this series, do a work in my life. As I'm faithful, show me what you have for me. Maybe you've been coming for a while, and honestly, the honeymoon's over for you a little bit. Like, it's just, it's not all goosebumps anymore, which is a great indication that God has next steps for you. He wants you to grow, but don't stop being faithful to this environment. And by the way, if you're watching or you're here today and you have another local church that you're a part of, be faithful to that. But find a community of faith and just say, man, I'm going to gather with God's people this year. I'm going to be faithful. I believe God's going to help me be fruitful. And then we invest in the lives of people outside of our walls and outside of our online spaces. And we invite them to experience God with us. Our invitation is faithfulness on our part. Their life being changed, that's God's job. Don't try to do God's job. Just do your job. God does the work of changing someone's life. Sometimes we get all intimidated, like, okay, I'm going to become an inviter, which means I am going to become the Messiah. No, we already got one of those. His name is Jesus. He's way better at it than you are. Let him do his job. You just invite. You just, just be faithful. I promise you it's going to pay off. You'll be fruitful. And then we connect in J groups. I mentioned these at the beginning. It's just our way of describing. By the way, we didn't come up with all of this. We put language around it, but followers of Jesus have been doing this for 2,000 years. And we do life with a few people going the same direction spiritually because God designed us for relationships, and not just relationships, intentional relationships. 
Those are not optional, they're oxygen. Your soul needs them to breathe. I'm not talking about just acquaintances. I'm talking about people who are also following Jesus, that we do life with, and the future you is tied directly to the people you're connected with, and the future you God has in mind may be tied to people you're not connected with yet that you need to get connected with this year. And then there may be a few other people that the future you is tied to you going, you know what, I'm going to put some boundaries there. You're, I notice when I'm around you, your nasty attitude starts to give me a nasty attitude, and I can't have a nasty attitude to go where God's leading me, so I'm going to have to draw some boundaries. So if someone had a hard conversation with you this week, you're welcome. That was, I came here. Being in a group every week is faithfulness. The spiritual growth that happens over time is fruitfulness. Don't get impatient. You don't plant a tree and the next day have fruit. You do your part, let God do his part. And if you've been a group, in a group in the past, I'd love for you to lead a group this spring. That's another step of faithfulness. Create some space for people to connect, and God will bless that. I lead a group, and it's, it's powerful in my life to create some space for some people and do life together, pray for each other, encourage each other, laugh with each other, uh, support each other. I encourage you to do that. And then we don't just connect in groups. We connect with God. There's a habit. We call it practicing a slot and spot, a time on our calendar and a place we go to read the Bible and pray every day. I'm just telling you, if you'll be faithful, eventually you'll be fruitful. And some of us have been faithful for a while, and then we throw in the towel right before the fruit's about to appear. Don't, don't give up. Don't become weary in doing good things. If you'll be faithful, eventually you'll be fruitful. And then finally, we serve on the J team. So it's a simple habit, but we use our, our personalities and our gifts to serve others in community. And not just as a one-time thing, but as a habit. We, we join a team. There's something about that, by the way. There's a control thing when we just serve when we want to, the way we want to. But there's something healthy about going, I'm part of a team. And I have someone leading me, and maybe I have some other people eventually that I'm leading, but I'm going to be part of a team. And in community, that's part of the purpose God has for us. You say, well, yeah, but will serving pay off? Yeah, it absolutely will, but that's not your part. Your part is the faithfulness to do it. God's part is to honor that faithfulness with fruitfulness, and it will eventually happen. And then we give our first, what the Bible calls tithing. We return the first 10% back to what matters to God if we're followers of Jesus. And it works, but the fact that it works is not our job. That's above our pay grade. In fact, don't try to figure out how it works. That's God's job. Our job is to be faithful. And I'm not saying don't be intentional, but, but leave the fruit in God's hands. Don't start negotiating with God. God, I'm going to put you first this year, but I just need you to do these nine things first to prove that your word is actually as true as you already said it was. No, don't get in that place. Be faithful. You'll be fruitful. And as we live in these spaces, these environments and habits, it puts us in a position to begin to produce every kind of good fruit. When we're gathering and inviting, we're connecting in a group and practicing a slot and spot, we're serving on a team, we're giving our first. There's something about all three together, by the way. Don't pick and choose this year. Just say, man, I'm just, there are three environments I'm gonna be in, three habits I'm gonna practice. I was talking to a young adult who was getting more involved here last year, and he said, you know what? I always knew all three of those things were important, but I never realized how they all work together until I stopped picking and choosing and just went in all in with, with all three. Yeah, why is that true? Because the future you is a faithful you. And if you'll be faithful to God, eventually you, you're gonna see fruit. God has some stuff 
in store for you this December, but whether or not you receive it depends on what you do this January. Faithfulness is what leads to fruitfulness. And then Paul says, there's more, and I gotta hurry um, because you know we have other gatherings and good things are happening. All right, here we go. You get a little extended message today. Is that okay? It's just a little extended. Next weekend, we'll dial it back, get a little extended. All right, here we go. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious powers. And Paul says, again, I'm shooting for the moon. I want you to have it all. I want you to have everything God has for you. So you will have all the endurance and patience you need. How many in 2021 found out you're going to need some patience and endurance for 2022? May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. I don't know where you are spiritually coming into this year, but here's what I'm praying for you. Here's what I'm praying over all of us, that we would experience all God has for us this year. That we would not stop short of anything that God desires to give us and for us to experience. And if you work out, by the way, you know this process. Notice again, our part, God's part. How's it work? Lift the weight, muscle gets stronger. I am not saying that I am a perfect representation of this. I'm just saying the science works. Lift the weight, muscle gets stronger. Lift more weight, muscle gets even stronger. Lift weights once a month, muscle gets a little bit stronger. Lift weights once a week, gets a lot stronger. Lift weights three times a week. Wow, those muscles really start getting stronger, right? Everybody knows the process, but you only control one of those two things. You don't control the muscles getting stronger. You only control the weight you are willing to lift and how consistently you're willing to lift it. Can I just, can I just go there with somebody? There's something you've been asking God to take out of your hand, and it's actually a dumbbell to develop your faith. And what he wants you in is a posture of going, man, this is heavy, and I'd like this to be done. But for now, man, I just notice a little bit of a ripple there in the bicep as I, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'm staying faithful to God. I'm going to believe God. And Paul says, listen, the future us is a faithful us. God's inviting us into this year's faithfulness. So here's the last part. Will it work? How do we know for sure? Some of us are still a little bit on the fence. We're like, yeah, but how do, I, how do I know? Is there a guarantee? Yes, there is. Paul says, God has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Listen very closely. If you're not sure what you believe about Jesus yet, you can take a pass on this. But if you are a follower of Jesus, here's how you know your faithfulness can't not pay off. I know it's a double negative, but it can't not pay off. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed by the creator of the universe who sent his son to save you from the kingdom of darkness. And a life going all in with God, a life spent being faithful to God, will produce every good kind of fruit. Doesn't mean your life is gonna be easy, but that's okay. As you grow spiritually, you don't, easy is not your top requirement for a, a good life anymore, because easy is for amateurs. Your, your standard is, I want it to be fulfilling. I want to be close to God. I want to, I want to walk around with confidence. And it's guaranteed. 
you will because there's no way Jesus would have started this in your life without having every intention to finish it. The question, the only question, the only question is not whether or not he will do his part. It's whether or not you will do your part. That's the only question. Your eternity settled. Heaven's a done deal. That makes the enemy of your faith so angry, by the way. He can't mess with that. All he can do is convince you to settle for less in between. To keep living the same way you've been living, embracing the same dysfunctional habits, giving in to the same desires, making excuses. That's all he can do. He can't change your destiny, but he can mess up your in-between. But when you decide to be faithful to God, you step into a place of God's favor in the meantime, and you will produce every good fruit. I'm a simple person. I like what works. And this works. Following Jesus fully works. I know for some of you, you're newer to this or you're younger, and you're like, eh, I don't know, the world seems pretty good sometimes. I'm just telling you, I've been following Jesus now for 31 years. And I'm just telling you, the stuff I used to think works, it doesn't work. Jesus works. God works. This life works. I mean, it's always easy or fun, but that's not my standard anymore. This life works. It's intentional. It's real. So here's what I'm praying over you. 2022, listen, I'm praying that you will have complete knowledge of God's will for you. I am praying over you that you will have spiritual wisdom and understanding. I'm praying that then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And I'm praying over you that your life will produce every kind of good fruit and you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. I'm praying that your life will be strengthened with all of his glorious power so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. And I'm praying for you to be filled with joy in 2022. I'm praying that in the moments when you experience doubt or discouragement and you feel like throwing in the towel, that you will remember that God has enabled you to share in the inheritance of his people who live in the light. And I am praying that you will remember that you have been rescued from the kingdom of darkness, brought into the kingdom of Jesus, and that Jesus died to forgive your sins and to give you complete freedom from everything that's ever held you back. It's your inheritance. It's your destiny. And I'm praying week one of this series that what you'll remember is that the future you is a faithful you and a faithful you is a fruitful you. It's guaranteed God will be good to his promises. And if you receive that today, would you just shoot your hand up all over the room? New Ark Hokesson, come on, just shoot that hand up high if you receive that today. Watching online, let us know. I wanna be included in this. Let me pray it over us. Father, I pray right now for the people of God. I pray that we would have complete knowledge of your will this year, God. That we would be strengthened with all your glorious power. That we would grow to know you better and better. That we would produce every good kind of fruit in our relationships, in our decisions, in our attitudes, in our mental health, in our spiritual health. God, I pray you'd give us the courage to lay aside the things of 2021 that were not your best 
and to lean into our faith this year. God, I'm praying that this year we will have all the endurance and patience we need. God, I'm praying that this year we'll be strengthened with glorious power. I pray it over us, God. We have been forgiven and set free, and we stand in confidence as the people of God. And then right now, if you're receiving that with me, would you draw a line in the sand in your spirit and step over it into everything God has for you this year? Would you just tell him, I'm in? I'm in. I want it all, God. I want all you have for me this year. I let go of my life to receive what you have for me. And as you let God speak to you for a moment more, for any of you that are in the room, Newark, Kokesson, online right now, listen, if you don't know God personally yet, maybe something's happened over the past few minutes, you, you feel something, you sense God's presence, like he's drawing you to him, but you don't have a personal relationship with God yet. You don't have to go one moment more without knowing God. Jesus died to forgive your sins, to give you freedom from the life you've lived without him. And you can have that today. And if God's drawing you to him and you want to take that step, I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer. Wherever you are, just whisper it out by faith. Something like this. Use my words if it helps you. Jesus, I put my faith in you today. I turn away from the life I've lived without you. I believe you died to forgive my sins. And that through faith in you, I have freedom to know God and to live for God. I trust you today. And then if that's you, while everyone around you stays focused on God, if you would say, I want to be included in that prayer, I'm putting my faith in Jesus. Will you lift your hand? Just hold it up high here in the room in Newark again at Hocus and hold it up high. Putting my faith in Jesus. If you're watching online, type the word faith in the comments, whatever platform you're on. Let us know you're taking this step. And then everybody, will you help me? Come on, let's give Jesus all the praise. 